Boss on the official home of the Canucks. Tiki Pete comes out of the box and puts the puck into the back of the net. Sportsnet 650. Welcome back to Vic and the Boss here on the home of the Canucks, Sportsnet 650. We'll talk to Yannick Hansen in just a moment. Longtime NHLer and Vancouver Canuck. Get his thoughts on game one of the Stanley Cup final. Also, uh, Denmark advancing. So we'll talk to, to, to Yannick uh, about uh, his thoughts about the. Uh, is Danes advancing at Euro 2020? There is a match going on right now, Sweden and Ukraine. Uh, 1-1 in extra time, and uh, a, a red card just uh, fashioned out for Sweden. I didn't see who got sent off. I just saw the tackle. Uh, it wasn't very pretty, C-Mac. Kind of looked like you back on the fields. Yeah, that, I, uh, an ex-coach. Studs up McEwen, right? Yes, an, an ex-coach of mine said uh, one time very aptly, and Michael Finley, who did a job at uh, Canada, filled in interim head coach for the national team, is now in the Caribbean. He he, he described me as a player that my first touch was a tackle. There you go. <laughs> that, that that was how skilled I was. Pretty yeah. good bench warmer, and yes, loved to go in studs up. And back then, listen, there wasn't all this flopping, diving, whining. Okay, like, calm he, down. He this was like studs on. on knee right here. This is not flop. I'm surprised the guy's leg didn't break here. <laughs> Oh, nothing wrong with getting stuck in, buddy. Nothing wrong with getting stuck in. (laughs) Yeah, make them earn every yard or or every meter as they, uh, you know, the the dimensions there. We'll talk more about the Euros coming up at uh, 2.30. People are already mad uh, at me for uh, my England-Germany prediction last week. And uh, they're coming after me and said, hey, are you going to bring up your prediction from last week? Yeah, yeah, we're going to bring it up. It's a big match. We'll talk about it. I know what I said. Well, we'll talk all about it at 2.30. England uh, advancing versus Germany. That's all on the way. Fear not. Uh, but uh, we'll talk to Yannick Hansen uh, before then. Uh, one nothing for the Tampa Bay Lightning in the series. They take the first uh, step. And I know some people were texting in earlier. And the last three cup winners each lost game one. But historically, you win game one. That's uh, fantastic for your prospects for winning the entire series. Uh, Boston Bruins, Canucks. Okay. okay, there are outliers Re- to every stat. Yes, revisionist revisionist history, and and the Bruins were huge underdogs in that series. So there's hope for the Habs. Mm-hmm. Not, um, yeah. Listen, there's going to be ebbs and flows for sure. Montreal is now seen what Tampa Bay is all about. Tampa's seen what Montreal's all about. But I don't know that we got Montreal's best game, which I would assume would be coming. In, in the next outing on Wednesday. You can catch that right here on Sportsnet 650 as the People Show uh, gets another uh, slow work day, shorter work day. They, 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 I, I, I was like wondering how you why those guys say... were, were pushing to put the Stanley Cup playoffs uh, on. And I'm like, yeah, good idea, guys. And then I realized it's so they can get off two hours early. I like how you always say, uh, you know, earlier work day, and I always say the show gets interrupted. You know, perspectives. You know, we, we really want to work, but we're getting interrupted for the Stanley Cup Finals. Uh, nothing we can do about it. Our hands are tied, boss. Yes. And, uh, oh, man. If only the NHL would schedule it at 7 instead of 5. <laughs> but, oh, that's just the way it is. 
just the way it goes. Uh, let's bring in Yannick Hansen now. Long time NHLer and Vancouver Canuck. You hear him on Sportsnet 650 on the People Show and here on Tuesdays at 2 with Bick and the Boss. Uh, Yannick, thanks a lot. And uh, just uh, your thoughts on uh, game one from what we saw, uh, Montreal and Tampa Bay. I think it was a little bit expected. Uh, again, Tampa, Tampa kind of uh, carrying the player more so. Uh, again, very dangerous. Uh, and and if you give them a, a sniff, they'll they'll take the whole thing. Uh, so it, it's I think it's a different animal. Um, Montreal has played very well, and it is only one game. Um, but but they're seeing. Uh, I think it's a different kind of opponent here. Um, the kind of the common theme when you take Vegas, uh, Toronto, uh, Winnipeg, it's teams who uh, who haven't been able to find a way to get things done. Uh, teams with uh, a lot of heartbreak in in, in playoffs, um, where Tampa, like they they know how to win. Uh, so it's something completely different than what they're used to. Again, it's only one game and a lot of series after one game. If we if we pick the winner, we'd be we'd be wrong. But again, this is uh, this is this is a different kind of uh, different kind of team they're seeing right now. That, that's for sure. Yeah, Yannick, it it almost appears like Tampa Bay can play you know a tight checking game now. They can win greasy and ugly. They can blow you away, and that confidence of of winning a cup and finding a way to get over that hill, uh, that hump, is is so important to their psyche, their mentality, and the way they approach uh, the games that they play. Yeah, it can't be overstated. I think they they know how to win. They won uh, that feeling, closing out out series, closing out games. Uh, and again, you have the the comfort of an all say we we we've done this before. Uh, we know what it feels like. Um, and also, I don't know if it was just yesterday or or what it was. Tampa doesn't look like a team that when they're up, okay, we're gonna defend now. Uh, no, they're they're looking for the three-one goal, the four-one goal. They're 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 not worried about uh, just sitting back, uh, relying on Vasilevsky. He's tremendous and everything. Um, but but they're they're still coming after you. They're still carrying the play. They're still wanting uh, that 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 extra um, insurance one. So it's it's a very very different uh, different team to play against. I'm sure. One thing that was evident to me last night is the speed of Tampa Bay felt like it overwhelmed Montreal. And Montreal's not the fastest to begin with, and they've played fast teams throughout the, these playoffs, but it felt like another gear versus Tampa Bay. Now, it's game one, a lot can change, but if you're trying to adapt if you're Montreal, what are you saying to, to your guys of how you can adjust over the course of the series? Well, we got to find a way to contain uh, Kucherov and Point and those guys. Uh, Tampa have or Montreal have done a tremendous job of that. Uh, the first three series kind of really zoned in on okay, these are the guys that are gonna hurt on it, hurt us in this series. Shut them down, and we stand that much of a better chance. Uh, Kucherov having having three points in game one, you're, you're not gonna win a lot of games. You you got to find a way to get to these guys, and, and you did kind of see it uh, them them going after them. Uh, Again, it's always harder on the road. Uh, the matchup and stuff like that. It, it looked like uh, Cooper wanted to play skill against skill, and that was uh, uh, Tampa coming out on top on that. Um, but but again, you you gotta find a way to 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 shut down those guys because they will uh, they can take over games very easily, whether it's five on five or, or on the power play. Uh, Montreal has been very good on the penalty kill, but again, don't don't give these guys a sniff. Don't don't give them a chance to to feel good about themselves. And Yannick, is it 
not as simple as saying this, but the fact of the matter is you can't gift them opportunities with turnovers, can you, and, and allow them to race down and, and use their counterattacking skills. No, it's always easier said than done. Like if you play by your game plan, you win. But there's another team out there trying to prevent you from that. But again, the, the easy things you mentioned: turnovers, um, uh, offensive zone, blue lines. Uh, you you got to find a way to to eliminate that. Again, skilled players. If you give them easy opportunities, they feel like they're in the game. They feel like, oh, the puck is on my stick. I'm going to score this next shift. The extra bit of life, uh, legs feeling great. Uh, Make it uh, a long, miserable, tough night where you feel like you there's no chance I'm going to score a goal tonight. And Montreal stands a better chance of winning this series because there's no chance. They don't want to play in a shootout against Tampa. They they want to mug it up. They want to play these tight games where Carey Price can, I say, steal it for them, but he doesn't have to steal it. But tight games where uh, one shot, uh, and that's that's what's going to determine the game at the end of the night. That That's what you're looking for. Montreal made those mistakes on turnovers, and it's not something we've seen Montreal do a lot, making mistakes. And I, I'm curious how I'm just chalking that up to you know, Game 1, Stanley Cup Finals, and, and, and just being nervous. What was Game 1 like for you uh, in 2011? You finally make the Stanley Cup Final. Or, you know, were, were you nervous? What was Game 1 like for you? Uh, it was such a long wait. I think we had like seven or eight days in between. We we beat San Jose before we finally played. So it was like, oh, finally we get we get going here. Um, and the build up was more nerve wracking than when you actually started to play the game. Because uh, once the game is played, you you're into your systems, uh, forechecking, backchecking, uh, proper proper positioning, all these things, and and then you just kind of play it's in between you you realize the moments that you're in uh, periods uh whatever it might be in between the games but but once you're playing uh, i say this in quotation it's almost like a regular game um obviously it's heightened uh, playoff is but again it's it's more so that you're you you're playing uh, you're playing a hockey game and you're trying to do what you've been doing for the last uh, 8 months yeah again there there's something at the end of the line here but uh, when the puck is 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 rolling that that's that's the game and what are those uh extra distractions like in a cup final yannick you know guys like price and and weber who are there for the first time i have to imagine that you know people are trying to keep their distance but there's just that added extra push or prod from people that you know not meaning to do it in a bad way but how much added pressure is there and you talk about your sanctuary on the ice, that's the place that you feel most comfortable when it's off the ice or in between games that, that you're, you're getting, I won't say bugged all the time, but you are getting bothered by some things. Yeah, so so I was easy for me, like I'm European, so family is so far removed. Uh, I did have some come in, but, but a lot of the other guys, it was like, yeah, you're getting ticket requests left, right, and center, and uh, distant relatives you never heard of and all these things that want to come see you play here there and everywhere talk to you uh, talk about the game uh, again teams do a very very good at shielding uh, the players especially now um, this late in the tournament uh, but again there you, you can't you can't confiscate the phone uh, everything is available um, so it is a matter of, of the players uh, knowing when how and who to tune out uh, and just say, hey, I'm I'm doing something else for the next two weeks. Uh, leave me be, and then we can uh, we can pick this up uh, on the other side because because there there are a lot of distractions. There's no question about that. Um, again, especially uh, in Montreal, you're you're in Canada, but but like 
the French, they're, they're absolutely crazy about hockey. If we're taking Vancouver, it's, it's another level when, when you go there. So it's, I have no question that those guys are, are being swarmed. Uh, maybe it's a little bit of a, like you say, um, you're saved a little bit that uh, we do have this thing right now that the players are shielded even more from fans and media. You're not seeing the the pack lines when when guys are walking in and out of airports or rinks and stuff like that. You you are a little bit more removed right now, uh, so maybe it's a little bit easier to to distance yourself. But yeah, it's uh, I can, I can see that that being a, an issue for the players these days. Yannick Hansen joining us, longtime NHLer in Vancouver Canuck. Can you mention ticket requests? Uh, any player I've ever spoken to. Uh, any sport, hockey, soccer, basketball, they, they've all mentioned the stresses of ticket requests. Can you like illuminate for our listeners like why this is such a, a stressful thing? It's, there's only a certain amount. Like Teams get uh, X amount of tickets, and everybody want to go see a Stanley Cup final. Uh, and there's only so many to go around. And you don't want to be running around asking, oh, are you using your tickets or, or can, can I get one here and, and we swap? Uh, and I have this uncle who'd like to come and see this game here and there. Like you just want to play, you just want to play the, the finals. Um, and then on top of this, you're talking to friends and families. Uh, and, and again, you don't want to let them down. They're supporting you the whole way through your entire career. Um, so again, it, it is this uh, double-edged sword where you, you want everybody and everybody to come see you play, um, and at the same time, you'd like to be able to focus on it, so you don't have to uh, run around for for a day and a half trying to uh, to score tickets uh, uh, in Boston for 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 distant relatives uh, that you can just worry about showing up, uh, doing your 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 routines. You don't have to. Uh, to, to deal with all the other stuff. So, so it's more so that, um, again, it, it's, if, what do you say, one of those small nuisances that, that can become a bigger distraction if everybody is, is scrambling around on a, on a team trying to find those tickets for, yeah, that person that needs to, needs to come to see this game. Yannick, now getting back to the, the series at hand and, and game two, how does Montreal generate more second third opportunities and and get more zone time uh, against the lightning in game number two lightning is a team that takes chances um i can't remember which series it was but uh we, we were kind of talking about the turnovers and it ended up costing them a couple of games uh these are these are guys that play with a lot of skill um they take chances uh, montreal is a team perfectly equipped to uh, to take advantage of that they're sound structured, uh, good defensively. Um, so again, you, you you play your system, set it up in the right spot, um, and and hope that uh, when they come in, they go east west on the on the blue line, turn it over, and you go back the other way. Then when you're there, then 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 you got to follow it up. Uh, you can't see these long uh, gaps between the forward lines and the D's. So if you do lose the puck, it's an easy out for Tampa. No, you need to make sure that uh, as soon as the Tampa forward uh, gets. Uh, gets a pass, you, you're right in the back of them, poking the pucks off their, off their sticks, stuff like that. So there are second opportunities, third opportunities, uh, feeling like they're, they're getting hounded, hounded a little bit. The ice is smaller than it, than it actually is. Um, if you're too far spread out, the outlet passes are, are a lot easier to, to handle and do, and you sling it up the boards and you're out of your zone. So it's about playing in unison five guys and not having those this big distance between the, the forwards and the Ds. Uh, the Islanders were really successful against Tampa Bay, and it felt like they were a lot more aggressive, uh, you know, on the forecheck. Not to say that Montreal isn't sound defensively. It just 
do you feel like there's a discrepancy between you know how aggressive the Islanders can play versus Tampa versus how Montreal can play? Is is there a gap in in speed between the two teams? Yeah, I, I do think uh, the Islanders are a much better equipped forechecking teams, if you will. Uh, Montreal's have have other strengths, uh, but yeah, saying oh we we just gotta adapt the Islander strategies and then then we'll be fine. You you can't do that. Montreal has to have to play to their strength, uh, and it's different teams, different personnel. So you you obviously you take a small page out of that book and see what was what were they successful at and and what were they not. But again, trying to to adapt what another team is doing completely, uh, it's getting you too far removed from your game and what have made you successful through three rounds of uh, uh, of playoff hockey so far. And what has helped Montreal be successful is the play of Carey Price. Your thoughts and opinion on game one for him? Yeah, no, he, he's, again, he it gets kind of blown out late in the third. But, again, he's there. He's keeping them in. It, it's a one-shot game till I think, halfway through. And that's really all you can, you can ask for. Make those big saves and then uh, keep you in the game. Give you a chance to win. Uh, and again, he's he's been the backbone of this team for yeah over a decade, I want to say. And and there's no question they they need him uh, they need him now more than more than ever. Uh, it was five years ago today, Yannick. I'm just curious how you know how, how active players stay stay on uh, transactions around the league. Five years ago was that one hour stretch where Subban got traded for Weber. Uh, Hall got traded for Larson, and uh, Steven Samko signed his big contract. Do you remember where you were when all this uh, went down? No, I do remember it happening, uh, not ex- but but not where I were. No, uh, it's one of those things that uh, yeah, future will tell who was uh, who was right, who was wrong. Uh, some of those uh, worked out, some of them didn't. Uh, but it, it's always nice to see uh, uh, players move around, and it's fun to see for fans as well. Um, uh, so it's uh, yeah, you, you hope for for change here and there, and and again, uh, it, it's nice to see a player like Weber have uh, have an opportunity at a stage like this. He's done so much things in in Nashville uh, and and never gotten close. And again, now he now he's at at a point where you get a chance to win a, a cup. So again, it's I think it mentioned this earlier as well. Uh, players like Price and and Weber, it, it's nice to see them get a get a shot at this. Yannick, uh, before we let you go, uh, we would be remiss if we didn't ask you what you thought of uh, Denmark's performance at the Euros, the, the win and the emotion that that country is playing with right at the moment. Yeah, it's astounding. I mean, uh, everybody knew what happened at that first game and uh, soccer kind of take the, the back foot and nobody really cared about soccer for, uh, I'd say, a day, a half a day or whatever until the news came out he'd be all right and uh, Everything was okay, uh, but seeing how it, uh, I don't know, you think it has galvanized the team because how they've been playing has been absolutely amazing. Uh, you know that they're they're professionals and everything, but this is uh, a dear friend of theirs who is, yeah, you, you don't know what's happening, and seeing them turn on a dime and performing like this has been, uh, yeah, it, it always brings the, the country together when when big soccer tournaments, but. Uh, I have a feeling this is this is something extra, something a little more is going on back home right now, especially when I'm when I'm talking to people there. How do you rate their chances then on Saturday? I, I like them. Uh, they, they play they play very good tournament soccer. To be honest, uh, the kind of teams that uh, you give them a little bit and uh, they'll, they'll take an arm. Uh, they have uh, 
been very good offensively, very good defensively. Um, they have uh, they have the pieces in the right spots that can that can do a little bit extra, which is sometimes what you need at these soccer games. It's hard to break games open, uh, but they have uh, players on on key positioning uh, that can. Uh, they can beat a guy one on one, create opportunities, and again, it's not very often you see goal scoring like like we have here. But they find a way to to find the back of the net. Um, they're a deep team. Uh, guys coming in off the bench have been uh, providing excellent uh, minutes, if you will, uh, scoring key goals as well. So it's uh, it seems like it it's coming together at the right time. You're always talking about players in the right age at the right time, and a bunch of them. And right now, it's. Uh, Denmark have a lot of guys in the key positions that are in the in the prime of their career. Yannick Hansen uh, joins us every Tuesday here on Bick and the Boss. Uh, thanks a lot, and best of luck on Saturday. Hopefully we uh, talk to you on Tuesday talking <laughs> about a semifinal. That would be very nice. Take care. Take care, guys. It's uh, Yannick Hansen. Uh, it was asking about that uh, flurry of transactions five years ago today. Uh, Stamco signing, Subban for Weber, Hall for Larson. Uh, I remember where I was. I was on a ferry from Victoria heading back to Vancouver, and it was just chaos. Like, I couldn't believe it. Just, like, the phone's going off, and, you know, Wi-Fi can be sketchy on the ferry at times, and it's just uh, – I was trying to catch up, and suddenly, before I know it, the next trade is is coming down, and everyone's just reacting on Twitter and messages coming in. Uh, what were you up to that day? Do you remember? I don't. I don't remember five minutes ago, let alone five years ago. <laughs> Come on, that's like one of the iconic moments in recent NHL uh, history. Just because it, it, it kind of personified like the social media age that we're in now. Because everyone wants to react to every big news, and it was boom, 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 right after each other. It, to me, that's like kind of ushered in the new age of how we view fandom now. Uh, Twitter, right? That's what the the kids yeah, were using back but, then. Yeah. But look, it's it's easier to interact with your friends more than ever. Before it had to be call a buddy, you know, snail mail, yeah. and let's meet up for a drink. Now it's instantaneous and it's chaos and it's awesome. Yeah, the the information flow and the way it just fires out is incredible. You used to have to wait for press releases or, or yeah, way back in the day. But it was the newspaper. We had to wait for the day after to find out what the news was the day before. <laughs> I, I I love. Uh... Uh, is that story from Dixon where he's like the, the day after he found out he was drafted? Yeah, yeah, exactly. You didn't know what happened at the time. Missed the phone call, whatever. There's no answering machines, no texting, no caller display, none of that. Uh, none we'll of talk it. to yeah, we'll talk to Dixon Ward tomorrow uh, here on Bick in the Box, uh, boss. Uh, we'll talk to or talk about Germany, England on the way. I, I know a lot of people are fired up. Uh, you, you and I are. Uh, in sour moods, our anti-England. Mood. Anyone but England. That's what I'm cheering for. Anyone but England. Uh, my my mood was spoiled uh, earlier this morning, but we'll we'll touch on it coming up uh, with Bick and the boss here coming up on uh, uh, at two thirty uh, tomorrow in honor of National Indigenous History Month. Radio stations all across Canada will. Ho- will hold space for a day to listen. To more to learn more, visit downywenjek.ca. Bick Nazar, Craig McEwen coming back here on Bick and the Boss. You're listening to Bick and the Boss on Sportsnet 650. Welcome back to Bick Nazar, Craig to Bick and the Boss, Bick Nazar, Craig McEwen struggling today. I'm rattled. 
rattled after the results uh, earlier today. And uh, just now as well, uh, closing moments of Sweden-Ukraine. We're uh, about to find out who England will play as uh, they advance earlier today versus Germany. And uh, dying moments here between Sweden and Ukraine. Uh, I'm trying to preserve the score here for those that are waiting to watch it. But uh, here's my spoiler alert, finally. Uh, Ukraine scoring at the death uh, in extra time to put themselves uh, ahead 2-1 to uh, versus Sweden, who got a red card earlier today. Yeah, everything everything falling England's way. You know, not only do they get to play every game at home, pretty much, except for one. (laughs) Now they're getting the Ukraine instead of the Swedes, who are pretty stout defensively and can bottle things up. I mean, it's coming home. I I, No, it's not coming home. Anyone but England. A-B-E, that's my saying. A-B-E, anyone but England. Although full value for the win today against Germany. Well, okay, okay. Let's talk about that match because when they set up and, and, and the team sheet came out, a lot of people looked at that as like five defenders. What are you doing? And look, I, I'll admit, I, I thought not really as adventurous as, as you would want England to be given their skill level that they have in the squad. But I thought tactically, like that idea, matching formation to formation. You want to call it three four three five three two, whatever you want to call it. It was essentially we can match you widthwise for how Germany wants to play. That's all England did today, and I thought it was brilliant. Like tactically, it was brilliant. Now philosophically, you can talk about it. Hey, maybe they approached it as underdogs to try to stifle Germany, Germany, but you can't dispute with the way it worked because it did. And Germany had few and far chances. Werner had his chance. Probably should have scored in the first half. Obviously, Thomas Muller, late in the game, definitely should have scored his chance. But by and large, that's all they really got. And we're splitting hairs here. Like, Germany held the possession metrics. Germany got a bit more shots. But it was a fairly even game. And and one of the worries I had for England was what happened in midfield. They probably played them to a draw. And defensively, they matched Germany. We saw them cut through Portugal like a hot knife through butter. And England said, we're not going to let you beat us that way. Find a different way. And and Germany couldn't. Well, we should revisit your prediction, which I was totally on board with. Uh, 1-1. I said 1-1. Yeah, lose on on penalty kicks. Yeah, which, again... Hey, for 65 minutes, it was... It was and looking that at way. history, too, looking at history, that would be the, the English woe. But Yannick Hansen just talked about it last break, about teams you know, getting over the hump, the Tampa Bay Lightning, learning how to win, finally getting there after some hard, hard break. Um, is this the same for England now? Is this them getting over the hump, beating Germany? And, and now with the way it sets up against the Ukraine, their path to you know, bringing it home finally for England. Yeah, for for sure. And and look, you can only play what's in front of you, and it's going to be Ukraine. But at this stage of a tournament, like anything can happen. We've seen them lose to Iceland. We we've seen Croatia go on a run, right? Like at this stage of a tournament, now all bets are off. Denmark could go on a run, and I wouldn't be surprised. Anybody can go on a run at this stage, and I wouldn't necessarily call it a quote unquote upset. Now England versus Ukraine would be massive, but still, you know, when you get on a run in tournament play, confidence builds. You know, as you've talked about, you you try to progress as the tournament goes along, and you develop a bit more chemistry, a bit more confidence on the ball. 
a, a lot can change once you reach the quarterfinals. Now, this doesn't mean job is done for England. Their aspirations are much higher. The 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 the, the talent in the squad demands higher expectations than quarterfinals. But hey, overcoming a familiar foe, a very difficult foe uh, in Germany, you would hope a mental block kind of clears up and saying, hey, we can be the squad that does it where years past they have succumbed to defeat. You look at England and, and what they can do and, and the substitutions today, very smart, uh, played well but, into the but Craig, results here's the thing. of the match. It's, they approached it as underdogs and that's what I don't like. Like, as was soon it as, as the... underdogs, or was it as uh, we're going to be cautious? We're 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 going to be very. But that's the demand from people. Safe. But but that's the demand from people. When you have that level of skill, why leave it to a coin flip of twenty five minutes when anything can happen? You when you have the ability to take one nil leads earlier in the match, you they they play so cautious, they play so conservative, and they shorten the game on themselves when they are the ones you want to claim, hey, being favorites and it's coming home and all this sort of stuff. Everyone recognizes they have skill, which is why they're open to mockery. Why do you have this level of skill and not choose to use it over the course of ninety? When they made the substitutions, they looked much brighter, they looked more potent in attack. But that could have and, been the tactics that they decided. We're going to now sure. flood, the, and, flood it and, here. And it worked. I get it. But when when you have strength, you are supposed to use your strength to eliminate your opponent and not bring up doubt. You ask a lot of English fans, but prior to Sterling score that goal, it probably felt like history repeating itself all over again. Oh, they here we're going. That. We're would going to penalties. They would, they yeah, would they would. That. They absolutely would. Prior to Sterling scoring that goal, it was following a similar recipe. Of here we go again, a draw versus Germany. They they weren't really creating chances. Harry Kane was having a terrible game, and suddenly Grealish comes on, gets the ball out wide to Shaw, and there it is. There's their goal, and just a little bit more persuasiveness in their attacking uh, mindset changed the match. And they have that quality to play that way over the course of 90 minutes. You don't need to reserve yourself to playing it for 30. If you decide to let's say more run and gun and, and open yourself up and use your skill and quality that a lot of times leads to the opposition, you know, creating chances, having opportunity in playing. And listen, you talked about being safe and cautious. You've just described Brendan Batchelor, who's English. So that, that, that's, that's Batch's personality. He is, he is Britain. That that's what they're all about. This team is different and they do have the skill the speed, the youth that maybe they haven't had in the past, but it doesn't guarantee success. And mm -hmm. again, I'm rooting against them. I, I do not want to hear the English singing, chanting, you know, uh, being boastful. Uh, but bottom line, now the way things set up, you have to like their chances. And and I guess if I want to do the reverse voodoo, oh, they're favorites now. They're going to win it all. England's going to win it all. I'll, I'll try that <laughs> tactic because the other one wasn't working today. No, uh, and this texture's coming back in here. Uh, you said you didn't, you won't bother watching the match because you knew the result. Just admit you were wrong. Yeah, like obviously reality dictates I was wrong. I'm not here to dispute reality here, uh, unsigned texter. Uh, look, they, they won 2 0. Hats off to Gareth Southgate. Uh, played it well, stifled Germany. Uh, Germany didn't let uh, the wingbacks get them, and they, they played it flat across the board and, and, and completely uh, neutralized Germany. Now, I can't believe. Thomas Muller missed that chance. Like, clean in on goal. Yeah. 
And that moment, like, hey, 1-1 changes the course of the match. And especially on a giveaway like that, it it, it would have sunk England and, and all those harrowing defeats of years gone by, you know, fill your heads. And, and not the, you know, 1-1, the game's not lost, but it just, it, it felt like a moment. And, and as soon as Muller missed it, pulled it wide, uh, just the sigh of relief. And then it was kind of game on, similar to what we saw with like France and Switzerland. You save that penalty, you get your moment of relief, and it's kind of wakes you up. And hey, we got to get back on the front foot. And Harry Kane turns in uh, the second goal there. This one in the Dunbar Lumber text inbox, y'all England haters, it's coming home. Actually, they're leaving home finally for once. Let's see how they handle playing outside of uh, the friendly confines of of Wembley. Uh, listen, as mentioned before. Sometimes you need that victory to get over the hump or that, that confidence-building win. And, and you're right, had Germany tied it up, it could have very well been a different story just from past horrific experiences. But this is a different England group. This is a, a, a different England team. And as long as they have Dom Shermati or Harry Maguire playing centre-back, we're, we're all good. <laughs> yeah, I- there is a bit of a resemblance, isn't, isn't there? Isn't there? I was going to call Halford and Bruth this morning and say, uh, "Hey, like, is is Dom wearing his England kit? Because you know, shouldn't he be over there warming up and getting ready to play? Is he wearing the armband and everything? Yeah, uh, yeah. He, look, he was awesome today. As much as uh, grief he does take, he was awesome. Yes. And and listen, like that that stout defender or or center back or you know the 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 English way back there. That's never really been their problem, in, in you know my estimation. I mean, harken back to the Whitecaps days, and you know back in in the seventies and eighties, they'd always bring in good English defenders. It, it's been more the creative or the attacking or that ability to outscore your opposition. That, that's where they have fallen down, in my opinion, in years past, although, you know, you've had the Roonies, et cetera, that can put the ball in the back and that just maybe haven't performed at the top level. But this this group does seem different to me, Vic. They, they do, again, rooting against them, do not want them to go any further uh, in this tournament, but things are, are looking up for the English. Uh, don't talk about football, mate. You have no idea what you're talking about. They played a perfect game tactically. Uh, That's what I'm saying. Like that, that was all. We, it was all we, written we, up that way. You know, the English now will look back at it and go sipping on their tea and go, no, no, no. Mm, "Yeah, we we played it properly. That's what we did. We 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 knew those subs would make the difference." And hey, to be fair, hey, the way they lined up, I said I said this multiple times. Like the way they lined up, as much as people were chagrining at five defenders, it made a lot of sense, and it was well, especially a, if you saw the love that Germany move. have when Germany yeah. has crossing the ball and going down, and wanting to play that way. Of course, tactically, you'd like to match up with them so you can negate or stop those opportunities. And, you know, there were a few German crosses, but not as many. Uh, you know, you look at that Portugal game, how much success they had blowing down the wings. So, yeah, again, smart, tactical football. Uh, get the result, move on, and see where you end up. So I now play Ukraine. Uh, the weight of expectation. Here's, here's my one worry. And, look, I, I say this across every sport. You get a massive win, which England beating Germany, massive. We know the history of the, the two nations uh, at world competitions. Anytime you have a marquee win, prior to a championship especially, you have a marquee win. I always worry about an emotional letdown. 
And this is a big win for the players, the manager, all that sort of stuff. They'll be heavily favored versus Ukraine. And what Ukraine just went through, massive win themselves. But I always worry about emotional letdowns. They should, their class of the team should be able to overcome Ukraine, no problem. But that level of focus, that level of engagement, will it still be there having just overcome the Germany hurdle? I would say with the class of players, yeah, for sure. But again, you if you want to flip this back to hockey a little bit, you know, Tampa Bay has a big emotional win. You know, will, will they have a letdown in game two? It is. It, it's what happens in sports for whatever reason. It's what happens uh, in life. Like, you have a when, big, you know, big event. Yep. There is an emotional hangover. For sure. And it's different to be an underdog and counted out and, and not believed in. And then when you're the front runner, that's a whole new experience trying to play like that as opposed to that chip on your shoulder and, and saying, hey, you know, we can do that. And then, you know, was, you look at the Canadians now, obviously huge underdogs in the series going in, they, they lose the first game. Can they use that as motivation in game two against the Lightning as, as, as they move into that series and try and figure out a way to slow down that juggernaut? Uh, so moving forward, now we got our quarterfinals, Switzerland versus Spain, Belgium versus Italy, uh, which is uh, a loaded side of the bracket, as uh, our texter uh, earlier, or sorry, our tweeter uh, earlier mentioned Andy. Uh, and then the other side, we got uh, Czech Republic versus Denmark, Sweden, or sorry, Ukraine versus England. It's kind of setting up for England versus one of Belgium, Italy, Spain. That's the way it's it, breaking right now. Yeah, it is. It, it seems to be all falling into place for them, which, again, the hope being they stumble, stub their toe, <laughs> and it's Hang on. Be honest Greek, here Greek for a minute. Tragedy. Be honest. The, yeah. the, the, they should be able to overcome Ukraine. They, they you know, test their yes. might versus Czech Republic or Denmark. So, hey, advance to the finals. Like, that, now, now that's the expectation. It was always going to be tough versus the group of death. And even if they lost in the round of 16, you know, we, we'd, we'd make our jokes. But I'd understand. I'd concede, hey, that's a tough matchup playing one of Portugal, France, or Germany. It was always going to be difficult. And that's why there was a bunch of naysayers and skeptics like ourselves saying, hey, let's talk when you pass the round of 16. That's going to be the big result. And so now they've done that. And now the expectations make the finals. That's what this is. And their next great test is going to be Belgium, Italy, or Spain, should they make it there. Or yeah, Switzerland. I mean, let's give them some credit. Yeah, I, I guess so. But I mean, England started this with the the talent, at least on paper, to to win the championship. And and we mock about, oh, it's coming home, and it, rightly so. They're they're right up there with the top countries in the world. And France gets beat by Switzerland. Hey, anything can happen on any day. And that's the one thing about not every sport but you know you can have an off day but in soccer sometimes you're the best team on the pitch and you just can't buy a goal or you knock out plays ruthless yes it is just so forgiving we're series over the long haul like in the stanley cup final over the course of uh, best of seven the 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 top team at that moment usually wins who are playing the best You, you might lose a game or two in the series but that's where the tournament aspect of, of, of this type of competition in the NFL playoffs, those, those one and dones are so difficult because on the day, as well as you prepared, as well as you play, all those opportunities that you have, you know, you see with Germany and their chance today, can't bury it. You just sometimes it's not going to be your afternoon or evening. Uh, unsigned text here. I don't know what you guys are talking about. 
neither Ukraine or England will get past Denmark. Is Yannick Hansen texting into the Dunbar Lumber <laughs> 650 650 text box? Because listen, Yannick was great breaking down the hockey. I, we could bring him on to break down the Euros too. How Why intelligent not? and smart he was. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Look, I, I, I'm very curious what Denmark does over the course of the tournament. I feel like they've captured everyone's kind of hearts here. Uh, the As much as you know, a lot of people going to be supporting their own respective nations, obviously England gets a lot of support, Italy gets a lot of support. As far as the emotional team that everyone's gravitated towards because of what happened with Christian Eriksen, because they're a bit of an underdog nation as well, I feel like they, I feel like everyone's kind of behind Denmark here. For sure. I am. Anyone but England. And and look, they're doing it in a way. It's it's not like Greece in two thousand four, where we know how they're going to set up. It's it's repel everything, parry everything away, and get a set piece, and hopefully you convert. They're playing active, entertaining brand of football, and it's that's why I think it it brings in the spirit of a lot of people want to support the Danish team. And how the tournament started, all they've been through, how they they scraped their way into this part of it. Yeah, it's it's a fantastic story. Uh, in the Dunbar Lumber text inbox 650-650, the world champions just lost to the Swiss. Might want to pump the brakes on putting England in the final. That's from Jamie in Richmond. That's right. Let's pump the brakes on England putting the final. Let's 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 park the bus and say they're not going to make the final because. You know, it it's not coming home. They're leaving home for the next match, and we'll see what the Ukraine can do. Bick Nazar, Craig McEwen here on Bick and the Boss. Uh, we'll make way for the People's Show. Elliot Friedman going to be joining uh, at 4 o'clock, as he does every Tuesday. Uh, you think there'll be any Canuck talk there with Elliot Friedman oh, about uh, yeah. Hughes and Pedersen contracts? Hughes and Pedersen deals, I'm sure, will be on the spoiler front. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. We don't want to. We don't want to spoil the show. Uh, but big news today, it's an uh, eight-year contract for Ryan Nugent Hopkins. Uh, I, I'm sure we'll, we'll bring it up with Elliot as well, but that contract, does it kind of set a marker for the rest of free agency uh, of what we're going to see The number might. Now? Yeah. Yeah, the, the, number, the, the, the number might, right? But the, the term is what I'm, I'm looking at. Is Now, obviously, you can't do eight years, but what happens moving forward is – our team's going to subscribe to the theory of, hey, we have to give term to try to, you know, get players to their total number that they want. In the history of, of sports, you know, players have always been skeptical about the owners and how much money they actually made. And they would always say, listen, you guys aren't losing as much money as you say. There was that distrust. But in this case, Bick, with the world pandemic, with no fans in the stands for the majority of the year, for the teams all over North America, for Canada the whole time, except for a few Montreal in the playoffs, maybe there's a little bit more trust when the owners say, hey, listen, not only is there a flat cap, we just don't have the money we used to. So we need a partnership here to build this back up and get the good times rolling again in two or three years when the world gets back to normal. Yeah, it, it just uh, uh, I, just as soon as you said, I, I know there's always been distrust with owners and players. It's like, but that's always going to exist, right? Like, but right it, now, it, maybe it doesn't as much as it, it, yes, they're still skeptical. But I can see, hey, there were no fans in here; they weren't making any ticket revenue. It, it's tangible, if that makes sense. Where before, yeah, there's some fans in the stands. Yeah, they, they, maybe they just didn't believe everything that they were hearing. Sure, but I mean. I, I look. I hear that. I think, man, that's a fancy narrative that really supports the owners' uh, claims here. What's wrong with supporting the owners? 
they are come on they are they are well supported how about that and and, and well resourced traditionally as well and and those that are part of the labor force are the ones that usually take the brunt of the uh the responsibility that's the the great thing about the show you're for the everyday person and i'm for (laughs) management and big business uh, well, we turn it over to the people now. Uh, the people show on the way. Sat, Dan, and Randy coming up, taking you till 7 o'clock. Elliot Friedman joining at 4 o'clock. Eddie Lack at 5.30. When heartbreaking stories like the 215 children in Kamloops and the growing number from former residential school sites emerge, we often don't know how to help. Tomorrow, radio stations all across Canada, including this one, are coming together to amplify Indigenous voices in Canada. It will be a day to listen. For more information, visit downywenjek.ca. That's it for Bick and the Boss. Bick Nazar, Craig McEwen here on the home of the Canucks, Sportsnet 650.